In this special series, AHLA leaders discuss key moments in their careers, current and future trends in health law, and AHLA's role in their professional development. Support for AHLA and this series is provided by HORN, which provides proactive guidance and strategies to enhance efficiency, improve patient experience, increase market share, and position you for greater success. Horn Healthcare serves over 600 clients across 31 states. For more information, visit hornllp.com. Well, welcome everyone. I want to welcome you to today's podcast. This is Chip Hutzler from Horn, and with me today is my guest, Tajel Hai. Tajel is with LifePoint. Tajel, we're glad to have you. Thank you so much for being here and look forward to chatting with you today. Tajel is also a member of the AHLA board, one of the newer members, I think, with, uh, it came on in the last year. And so really glad uh, to chat with her a little bit about that too. First of all, what is your title? I, I don't remember. It's an evolving thing, Chip. That, that's why you're, you didn't remember <laughs> it. Um, so as of there. December, I'm now the interim chief compliance officer and there the chief privacy officer as well. I picked up a few different titles over the last couple of months. So, so you've got a lot of hats you wear. That is, if I might say, uh, a defining quality of Tajel since the day <laughs> I've known her. She likes wearing a lot of hats. You know, why not? You know, it depends on what style you want for a particular day, right? Yes. So give us a flavor of how you got into health law. Um, you know, tell, tell us kind of how you got to where you are. I, it's actually, I know a good story. So love to hear it. Sure. Everyone. I'm happy to talk about that. So Chip, I was one of those weird, strange people that actually went to law school wanting to be a health lawyer. That's what I wanted to do. I didn't know what it was but there was so much conversation about health policy and I was pre-med, but deciding not to go to med school. Like, well, if I want to impact sort of uh, the healthcare space, how can you do it without being a doctor? And I sort of stumbled into health law, applying, wanting to do that, um, going to school that did not have a health law focus. So also really didn't learn much about what health law was in law school either. There were a couple of classes that talked a little bit about the False Claims Act and what that might look like. But um, as I started interviewing and looking for opportunities outside, um, linked up with some wonderful law firms with really solid health law practices and got a great sense early on in law school, you know, being a uh, first year, you know, law student going out and intern and, and getting a sense of what health law really meant, coming back and doing it for my second year. And I knew like for me that I had picked well, that it was going to be, it was going to be a good fit, fit for me. So, you know, nerdy federal register stuff and Tajel mixed, mixed nicely. <laughs> Perfect. Was there anyone who sort of inspired you along the way? Um, and, and sort of what made them special? What what made them so inspired? So many people. Um, you know, I think about my first entry into health law at Powell Goldstein and Randy Hughes at the time with this massive health lawyer. Um, having him as a mentor to be your introduction into health law is um, just phenomenal. You can't, I can't say enough wonderful things about Randy. And when I talk to him or we get, you know, we get some time to connect, I just remind him about all the health lawyers that he's inspired and sort of his legacy. That, that lives on in the health law space. There's so many people that have come through AHLA, Charlene McGinty is a past president, you know, growing up under Randy Hughes as well. So I was very fortunate to work with um, just a lot of phenomenal health lawyers very early in my career, getting introduced to AHLA in that way and having just wonderful mentors throughout AHLA as well. Uh, was there sort of a moment in your, you know, you could point to, in your health law career as kind of a key moment or a pivotal moment when you realized, you know, I'm doing the right thing, or this is a really momentous time 
and I'm glad I'm here. Sort of any sort of pivotal moments that you've had. Pivotal. Well, for me, truly coming in and realizing that by luck and lightning strike, I had picked the right space for me was, was key. But I really felt that early on. There have been opportunities that I've had in my career to work on just amazing cases um, that have just great impact in the healthcare space. So I've been able to meet a lot of different people. If I think about maybe a pivotal moment, um, transitioning to in-house was different. And it took for me some convincing that I wanted to sort of leave the the, the excitement of the law firm. I, I did love working on sort of the big name cases. That was always fun for me. Um, the time and the, you know, 4 a.m. and then 2 a.m. wasn't always fun. Right. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed having those opportunities. So moving in-house and sort of moving my career in a different direction was uh, pretty pivotal for me. But why I think it was great for me and sort of, I think, great launch pad for my career moving forward is you get to learn different things. You know, as an outside lawyer, you learn about putting structure and documents together that can be usable for clients with great good thought behind it, um, deep analysis in the law. When you're in-house, all that matters, but you actually have to live with your advice and guidance. I, I realized that I loved partnering with the operators and learning operations and having to live with my guidance. It made sure that I didn't just provide sort of nice words on paper. <laughs> I also had to provide things that could be actionable, that can be um, that people could live with and could actually um, have have success in. So that drive of you know creating advice and creating spaces where people could have success, I've loved, and it's also helped me transition into the compliance role as well. Yeah, well, that's a good segue to the next question, which is, have you faced any challenges in what you do? I know you have. The question is, what are they and, and how have you overcome the challenges along the way? No, there are no challenges at all as a, a lawyer in healthcare space. <laughs> no. I mean, the organization and healthcare industry is always evolving and changing. Um, I moved to life points, particularly for the challenge of growth. In the healthcare space, uh, there's so much dynamic M&A activity. There's so much growth and innovation happening now. Um, you know, we're, our company just did a significant acquisition at the end of last year. So figuring out how these pieces fit together. You know, you have one structure, in my case, one compliance program. How do you take a new organization with different service lines, different sites of services that are more disparate and different from yours and figure out how to piece it together in a way that feels good? You know, so much of what you have to do when you're working in an organization is obviously get things right, but you have to have buy-in from people. It has to feel good for them to be able to move in a direction, especially move quickly. So there's there's significant challenge that comes around sort of integration and acquisition, but it's I don't know, the, the opportunity to work with people and to bring folks around is also exciting for me. So, you know, when I see a new challenge, um, I tend to like it. <laughs> and that may be one of the reasons why I'm, you know, I, I stay in this space for so long, like you, Chip, right? Really long time. It's true. I've healthcare. tried to take on uh, challenges. And yeah, as you mentioned, we've both been doing this a long time. Um, and we've been involved both in, in our companies as well as in AHLA. And, you know, as a healthcare or a health law leader, what have you learned and what would you recommend to sort of the future health law leaders out there who are kind of starting out where we were 10 years ago or 12 years ago and wanting to do the, the same thing? Yeah, be adaptable, be nimble. Um, if, if nothing else that you know is going to be consistent in healthcare is that it's going to change. 
Um, so thinking about how you develop skills as a change leader, which I, you know, I don't know if anyone told me that as I was coming up in health law, but that's a really important skill set to have, especially when you're lawyering or working in other spaces that are impactful for the law. The law is going to change. Um, your business is going to change. The business is going to change. The law is not. You're going to have to figure out how to, how to make that work, but being nimble and, um, creating a good network of people that you can call on. That's been fantastic for me within AHLA. The people that I've met that have been friends, mentors, colleagues, partners, but I've worked with many different people in so many different spaces of their careers, those networks are invaluable. Um, you know, if you can take the, 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 the team um, knowledge and experience and be able to distill that down into a great advice that helps you to help your organization to move forward and have success. I don't think there's a better place to do that and build a network than, than HLA. That's been my experience there. And I've, you know, again, like you and many others have made many, many friends and have great colleagues um, along the way that, that just help support the decisions that, that I can make to help my organization to be successful. Yeah, that is a, a great way of summarizing it. I always say HLA is so much more than education and it really is. And it's maybe it's sort of that Mark Twain thing of don't let the education get in the way of what you really learn, right? Uh, absolutely. Um, it's uh, what really get the networking side of it is uh, invaluable to those who take advantage of it. Absolutely. So speaking of AHLA, where do you see it going in the future? You're new to the board. You're going to have a, a, a few more years on it. What do you see as the future of health law and the future of AHLA as we move forward? Yeah, HLA is going to be moving forward, right? There's going to be a steady progression of how we make sure that the value proposition stays as important as it was for you and I when we were starting our careers for the new generation of health lawyers and health law professionals that are coming down, down the road. Um, I'm really excited to see us try different things to be able to, you know, use the learnings that we've got through the pandemic and how we deliver education and how we create networking opportunities in a different way. The world has changed through this pandemic, and I'm really excited for the, the innovative steps that HLA is, is taking to, to meet people where they are. I also think it's going to be um, a more inclusive place. You know, I have been with HLA for a long time. I remember the first initiatives around diversity, equity, and inclusion. Those initiatives have evolved pretty dramatically over time. And the intentional position that the organization is taking on, how we make sure that all of our members um, get what they need from the organization um, is, is phenomenal. And I think, you know, there, I don't think there's another association that's doing it doing it better. So I'm excited to see what that looks like as we progress and, and move forward. And I'm excited to be part of the team that's thinking about the strategies and really driving to make it a place that, that people want to come because it is um, inclusive, that your voice adds value to what is um, provided from an education perspective and that your networks look diverse. So I'm excited about the future. And um, I think there's going to be a lot of great things to come. Oh, great. I couldn't agree with you more on some of the things you mentioned that are exciting. What do you still want to accomplish? Is there anything you sort of say, boy, I wish we could do fill in the blank? Oh, my gosh. Probably. I'm trying to even articulate what that could be. Like, you know, from a from an AHLA perspective, um, I, you know, something cutting edge, which I think, you know, something cutting edge and thinks about it that creates a space for education delivery that is new, novel, um, exciting, which, you know, all those things take sort of, um, you have to stop and sort of 
think it through and take some risks to figure out, you know, really what resonates and connects with people. So I don't, I don't know what it is, Chip, but I, I feel like the right team is together to figure it out and sort of what that can be. Um, so I don't know. I know that there's more and there are things that we haven't done yet. We're not done, right? We're just, we're just starting, I think, on the sort of the next chapter of what the association looks like. So I don't know what it is, but I know it's out there. I hope that's, uh, I hope that's exactly right. I, I think there's got to be some innovation still out there. I never want to rest on anything, but I think you've got a great attitude towards that. So Let's take it in the fun direction. HLA takes you on the road a little bit. We know we, people have not been on the road much the last two years, but we're all sort of hoping that we will be going forward. What's your favorite places to go when you do get out on the road for HLA? Oh, that's great. A great, great question. Um, probably- or even for business, because you, you have hospitals in so many places too. True. I love uh, conferences in San Diego. Um, You know, just being able to run near the ocean is just fabulous. I won't go into that ocean because it's really cold, but I love, (laughs) I love San Diego for area for conferences. Chicago's another favorite. Um, I enjoy being able to go see a show or get some great food. Chicago's a a foodie town. And of course I'm a New York girl. So I love New York uh, for the shopping and just being able to go back and and visit with friends. So. Exactly. Yeah. Those are all good choices that we hear a lot of. So same same places from time to time. Uh, next time we're in San Diego, we'll get you a wetsuit so you can go in the ocean. I I have a wetsuit, Chip. I picked up triathlon. You need, uh, you need like the three inch thick one for yeah. Pacific Ocean, I think. <laughs> I picked up triathlon in my spare time, so I actually have a yeah. couple of wetsuits. <laughs> oh, good. You need that super duper one for the Pacific some days. At least, well, I don't know. In the summer, maybe not so bad, but in the winter, definitely. Yes. Um, I used to go in the Pacific only. I lived out there only on the warmest days of summer. <laughs> Would you get me in there? Because I was an East Coaster too, where the warm yes. well, water's a lot warmer. That's right. But uh, in any event, um, that's a great answer and, and some great places that you've gotten to go, it seems like. So tell me, do you, when they induct you into the Health Lawyer Hall of Fame, which will happen someday, the, the rock star Health Lawyer Hall of Fame, what is your plaque on the wall going to say? This is such a hard question. Um, it's such a hard question. I want it to represent sort of the people that have become before and that are ahead of me. I do feel like so much of my, what I think is important to me in HLA has been driven by just wonderful health lawyers that have encouraged me, mentored me, challenged me to think in different ways and to take some different risks. So I think the sort of the, I don't know, I think of myself a little bit as a little bit of a bridge. And then now how do I pay it forward that I've been able to, you know, I would love it to do something that represents an opportunity to sort of take what has been learned from others and, you know, sort of instilled in me and also passed on to the next group of generations. So, you know, something that represents that continuity of HLA and how we each and all of us invest in each other is what I would want to be represented there. You know, and if I'm being a little uh, more silly, you know, something like, um, I don't know, big things come in small packages. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's so, right. there's so much, I think that I've, I've gotten from AHLA and I'm hopeful that the, the way that I'm giving back is representative of everything that, that I've been able to, to gain from being a member and a, a leader in AHLA. That's really great. And you talked about, um, you know, inspiring others or or helping others in the way that you were helped. I can actually report uh, that that's happened to me. You've helped me from time to time with things that I needed help with. 
um, and or, or didn't realize I needed to know. And that was immeasurable, immeasurably valuable to me over the years. So I have no doubt that uh, the sorts of things you're talking about are exactly what will be on your plaque as so that's that sort of bridge say, that Chip, you mentioned. Thank you. Thank you. So that's, that's really kind. That's a great image, that bridge that you mentioned, by the way. You got a bridge right behind you and nobody can that's see right. this because we're talking on audio, but in the video that I'm looking at you, there's a bridge right behind your head. So yes. Perfect. Um, so one more, uh, you know, do you have any walk-in music? When Tijel comes in the room, what should we be thinking about? What music? It's as though, you mind? know, my, my life is like a soundtrack. I do love music. <laughs> the song that I think would play would be a little bit representative of my New York roots, Empire State of Mind, Jay-Z yeah. and Alicia Keys. Oh that gosh, one gives me, a, it always makes me feel, feel good and sort of gets me in the mode to, to hustle a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, when I hear Alicia Keys, just you know that's when you just shivers come because she's so good that's a great song and i i forgot about the new york side of tijel but that's a perfect choice i know now everyone thinks i'm all nashville but you know that's so that's a good thing <laughs> well i know you have some some island roots too but yes um, i almost brought a caribbean song chip i almost did but i, I like, live oh. closer to, that, to there than, than to new york but not much <laughs> about halfway between but I'm, I'm excited that New York's a good choice, no doubt about it. Well, um, really great to have this opportunity to chat with you. Thanks so much for joining for this short chat. Really appreciated it and look forward to working with you and HLA going forward. Thanks for being my guest today. And we'll say so long to everyone. So long. Thank you so much, Chip. So long, guys. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to AHLA Speaking of Health Law wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about AHLA and the educational resources available to the health law community, visit AmericanHealthLaw.org.